The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Tuesday, May 10th, 2016, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my amazing and fantastic co-hosts. First up, finding the missing story book pages was her holy grail. It's Katie Cat. Oh, you know it. Hi guys, hope you're doing good tonight. And there's a lot to talk about, so get ready. <laughs> Next up, remember, you're in her kingdom now. It's Ava Stark. That is true, it's my kingdom. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. Next up, she figured out that mending the broken kingdom of the underworld was her call of duty. It's Ashley Michelle. Why am I Arthur? <laughs> what? Why do you do this to me? Sorry, that's funny. I'm so angry at you right now. Hi, guys. Get ready for a really interesting podcast. (laughs) And she made the ultimate sacrifice. It's Priscilla. Oh, crap. That sounds dour. But this won't be. Hey, guys. All right, people. We've got a lot to get into tonight. So much happened. So many opinions. Let's see if we all disagree on something. I'm excited about that. So let's jump into our recap of episode 5.21, season 5, episode 21, good grief, which was titled Last Rites and aired on May 8th. 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Emma, David, Regina, Robin, and Henry are finally back home in Storybrooke and reunited with Snow, but unfortunately, they still have to contend with Hades, who continues to deceive Zelina as he lays out his plan to use the all-powerful Olympian crystal to take over the town. The heroes desperately search for a way to defeat Hades, while Hook does the same in the underworld, looking for those missing storybook pages. Regina and Robin take a more direct approach, which culminates in an epic showdown that will leave our heroes forever changed. 
dun 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 dun. All right, I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and uh, let's start off with Katie because why not? <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Well, despite the depressing ending, it was a good episode. I really liked it. I thought it moved things forward. It solved some things, solved some story arcs that were there from like the first part of the season in three. Or sorry, wow, three. Where did that come from? In five A. Um, Katie's so going back in time. I am apparently. I don't even know what. <laughs> Um, so I, you know, I, I actually enjoyed it, you know, it's a sad ending, but it was, it was a good episode overall. All right now, what'd you think of the episode? Uh, Priscilla, your initial thoughts. Oh my God, I'm going to be a bunch of sour grapes for this after like Katie being sweet on the episode. Oh my God. <laughs> I hated it. God. Like, Hashtag <laughs> OMG. Yes. Well, this is coming from the woman who hated Captain America Civil War as well. Wait, what? Sorry to call you out. You, you have to wait on my opinion of that of that movie until we make a podcast about it. I have my. I can't wait. I have my wait, back. are we making a podcast? <laughs> I want to be there. Okay, go on. So just that with that episode god like it was such a cop-out for everything like <laughs> and the stuff that like it felt everything that wasn't being a cop-out it's like well we're putting this in here because we forgot to wrap it up last half of the season or because reasons like it's just ah oh, this this episode because reasons brings, yeah it was very much because reasons with everything Hashtag reasons <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite all right now, Ava, do you agree with Priscilla? Are you team Priscilla or are you team Katie? Which side of the Civil War are you on? I'm God. team Priscilla on this one. Yes! Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> simply because this episode was one of the stupidest episodes ever. Like, I did not enjoy it. I was like, what the fuck is going Why are we having a quest with Arthur and Hook? Like, no, that's so stupid. Look, I didn't care. I, I didn't like it. It's not. It wasn't my episode. Okay, so uh, we've got two people on Team Priscilla. Katie's oh. by herself right now. Ash, <laughs> which side of the Civil War are you on? Ash, please. Well, Katie, you knew that I was going to be on your side. Like, hello. Hello, the Ginger <laughs> Twins. <laughs> yeah. Even though one's a fake Ginger. Yeah. Listeners, oh, figure out who it is you. by yourself. Oh well, you already figured it out. I can't Letters. Even, I can't even. Leave her alone. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a really tense recording. Oh gosh, Ash, continue on your initial reactions. I, I couldn't like get off the edge of my seat this entire episode. Like, even though with spoilers and everything, and knowing what was going to happen this episode, it still hit me, and it. There was a lot of feels in the end of the episode, especially. And I agree that this whole, like, Olympian crystal bullshit, like, 
that was very rushed and that's something that usually they take all season to get to like we're looking for something looking for something and they get a clue and then the clue doesn't turn out and then they find another clue like stuff that happened like last season like a clue after clue after clue but this was just like oh hey yeah i have this now yeah we're gonna destroy the entire storybook with it but I don't think that it was a bad story. I think it was just rushed. I don't think that the idea was lost. Yeah. That's a good point. Alright, so I'm the tiebreaker. And uh, for those that are listening that don't know, my word is the final word. No, let me stop. Oh, it's not. (laughs) Well, Ash, do you know whose side I'm on? So I would reconsider your words because I am Team Katie. Why is she, like, disgusted by it? (laughs) It's funny. I am Team Katie. I loved the episode. I thought it was a very good episode. I enjoyed the ending of uh, the Underworld slash Hades arc. I was here for it. I loved every minute of it. I even loved the death. So we'll be discussing that a little bit later on. I will say, yes, the whole Olympian crystal thing was a deus ex machina. It was something that was pulled out out of thin air, and it would have been nice if they would have built up to it. But I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. I am here for it. I'm excited to chat with everyone about it. Whether you agree with me or not, I think this is going to be an entertaining podcast tonight. So listeners, buckle up. You're in for a bumpy and exciting, thrilling, wicked ride. Or maybe not. They're all silent. They're stunned into silence. I got my popcorn. All right now. (laughs) And my tea. (laughs) High five! (laughs) Well, I've got lemonade. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay. You're welcome. Happy Chulo's not very good with memes. Huh? No. (laughs) Ash doesn't know what pop culture is, so she has no clue what the lemonade thing is about. But anyway. Bayhive swarm onto Ash. But before we get into a thorough (laughs) recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply at Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And of course, search for Storybrook Weekly Mirror through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review, please. We would love it. Right, Priscilla? Yeah, please comment. Tell us things. We're I'll nice people. I'll give you cookies. Ava will personally mail you the cookies. It's yes, a- I will. It's up to you if you have some funny side effects afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the tea and the lemonade is safe. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, so let's get into it, everybody. Quick shout out to the opening title card, which featured the story Brook Town Hall in the Forest. Dun, 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 dun. Mm. All right, now. So let's start off 
at the beginning, and uh, just a sort of, a, I guess, something to note. This is certainly one, or this was certainly one of the few episodes of the series as a whole that did not feature a flashback, which I thought was interesting. It was a straightforward narrative story, which uh, I guess showed that they had a lot of ground to cover since we didn't feature a single flashback. So we start off in Storybrooke, present day. We're at, does everybody remember the Toll slash Troll Bridge? Yeah. Yes. It seemed bigger. It really did, didn't it? Yeah. I think it was a different location. Yeah, I didn't think it was the Troll Bridge because the river was flowing so fast, too. And And that was a big. Yeah. Yeah. A definitely different location. It was. But the sign was there, so we've got to take it for for what they gave <laughs> us. You know what I'm saying? Upgraded it's scenery. Grown under a few curses. Upgraded scenery. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's grown because of the curses. That's funny. Yeah. So we have Hades and Zelina. Why they are there, who knows? I guess it made for a dramatic location. But basically, they're, Zelina's worried, you know... Where's my sister? You know, what's going on? We have to find her. And then Hades is trying to calm her down. And uh, basically, he's excited that he's back to being in the land of the living. And his heart is beating and all this kind of stuff. And um, I'm a real boy. He, he is. And he's very worried, though, about the denizens of Storybrooke. Because remember, they're always looking for villains. And they're always looking for this, that, or the other. And he's a villain. And everyone's going to think he's a villain. A villain, 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 villain. And so... Uh, Zelina's like, you know what, maybe I'll go into town and, and, and I'll see, you know, what's happening and this, that, I'll find my sister, you know, we'll hide you out and, and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, Snow White thinks I'm a villain. He's like, well, don't worry, you know, I'll tell them that you've changed. Love has changed you. And he's like, oh, yeah, baby, it really did. <laughs> and so oh, then yeah. she has the great idea. She's like, well, you know what? In case they don't believe me, you know, would you take the baby? You know, you can hide in Regina's mayoral office. You'll be safe there. You've and known this guy for three days, and you're like, literally. And that's exactly what he thought, because he's like, you would trust me with your daughter? And she's like, I'll trust you with anything. And I was okay. like, what? She's so desperate for love, my lord. It's like Anna with Yes. And so then, out of nowhere, once Selena disappears, in comes a handcuffed King Arthur of Camelot. He has escaped from, we're assuming, I guess, the uh, Storybrooke jail. He's like, I'm unjustly imprisoned. And uh, this is something Hades can understand. And uh, so he tries, he goes into, like, explaining what happened with him because i guess we all have to be reminded he was destined to rule a kingdom a broken kingdom but uh you know he's like everyone isn't as understanding as you and so hades bonds with arthur there seems to be almost a bromance forming until he says i am hades god of death and uh he lets him know that he is destined to rule this very kingdom and that uh, Arthur will be of great help to him. And he's like, I need your help. And then he twists his uh, hand and Arthur gets his neck cracked and dies. It's about time. Fuck yes. Okay, so let's discuss this. Katie, many moons ago... 
Let's let's go into the past, into the okay. past of season five A. I remember, <laughs> I know, I remember in a spoiler section, there was actually a filming of uh, King Arthur and all of the Camelodians being escorted through a portal with Merida, and Arthur was shackled, right? There was. That is correct. So if they would have included this in season. 5A in the season finale, Arthur would still be alive. That's so funny, oh my god. <gasps> yep. Jesus Christ. But I guess they didn't have time to add it to that episode, apparently. And so they what killed Arthur. That's just what pissed show? off Amy Manson so much. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's a whole other story for a whole other show. <laughs> but, okay. So, Arthur died. What did we think of this opening scene and the way that they got rid of Arthur, at least in the world of the living? I think it was a great start to the episode. You know, we finally lose Arthur. It's a good start yeah. to me. Yeah. That's the only like, thing. Wow. This is the only thing I'm happy about. It's just because I fucking hate him. So, like, anything that involves, like, him trying to weasel his way out of something and then just being shut down is great. But... Logically, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, Zelina's trying, like, all of a sudden loves Regina, which I can forgive, but, like, the desperation in this station. Like, what the fuck? I have no idea what's going on between Zelina and Hades and just, ah, that whole relationship. God damn it. Well, Zelina's always been looking for love, so I think it makes sense. She finally found someone that wants to love her and... She finally has the thing that she's always wanted. She's always wanted love. I mean, the whole thing about being abandoned by her mom is, my mom didn't love me, you know? She loved you more than me. She kept you. She, you know, got rid of me. So, it, it, I got it. I, I thought it fit perfectly with what Zelina has experienced and what she's expressed so far in the series. Like, her instantly believing that this man has changed and that he really loves her and that he's changing for her. I mean, she's seen it happen before with other couples. I mean, we're not going to mention Rumbell, but we'll mention um, Outlaw Queen because Regina was a very different person at one point. So she's seen how love can change someone to becoming a better version of themselves. And in this one, it just makes her a worse version of herself because she's even more whiny and desperate than she usually is. <laughs> well, I'm talking about love changed Hades. I mean, we'll, we could talk about how Zelina's acting <laughs> in no, another it, moment. It hasn't changed. Like, well, she doesn't know that. Hades, she's the, only seeing what he's showing her. And yeah, the way Hades acts with, with Zelina kind of reminds me of those boyfriends that like just kind of like give their girlfriends like hey here's five bucks go buy yourself something pretty like just go like oh my aw, god sweetheart. like it's that sort of shit like uh, and it bugs the crap out of me i'm like he's being really pejorative to her and like treating her like a child <laughs> it's just oh god i don't disagree with that but she's never been in love she's never experienced love so i'm assuming she probably just thinks that's how a relationship goes for someone who grew like, up in a situation Oh, sorry. Yeah, you go. go. No, you go. go. I'll remember. Go, Katie. Please, please. You okay. both are super I was polite. just gonna say I was thinking about. They're both Canadians. In, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about in later on the episode. You know how Regina says that she's totally blinded by love. Um, this puppy dog. Oh, somebody finally loves me. 
oh, I've got to love them back and trust them with all my heart. Because somebody finally loves me, you know? Yeah, I think Gina, everyone's Gina stupid right. the first time they fall in love. Regina was, you know, right in that aspect that she is totally blinded by this guy. So, I just had to say that. So you can go. <laughs> okay. For somebody who grew up in a situation where I can relate a lot to what Zelina is feeling, Aww. I went through the exact same thing that she did with this relationship that he kind of just like like waved me off like yeah okay you, yeah oh yeah go just here's here's five dollars just go and she is completely enamored with him because it's like the first time that you're experiencing it you've never seen it before not even from her parents or her siblings or anything like this is her first real experience at having something that is ultimately real to her when it's not as real as it is for the other person, because the other person, Hades, in this situation, doesn't understand that and is basically leading her on. If you're talking about that, then the portrayal actually makes sense. And I, it's just, it's horrible to watch. You don't, you don't want to see, like, this is from a couple that got true love's kiss? What? How? Well, just because you're in love with someone doesn't mean that they're a good person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is supposed to be like true love, like, oh, beautiful. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he loves her as much as she loves him. That's true. So, very intriguing. getting into the next scene, we see Mary Margaret and we have Merida. Hey, remember Merida? Well, she's there. Yeah. And Sleepy, or, or is it Walter, who knows, uh, was watching the cell, and he's the one that fell asleep, and that's how Arthur escaped. Once Merida and Sleepy disappear, we have a reunion between the charming family. We have David, Henry, and Emma. We also had a little cameo from Jennifer Goodwin's Baby Bump. Yes. No one else saw it. It was yeah. cute. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, baby bump. Baby bump? You can go back and rewatch it. And Emma's basically like, I failed. I failed, Mom. I failed. And we also get an update that uh, they think that Rumpelstiltskin returned. Elsewhere, we have a scene with uh, Robin and uh, Regina. They're out by that beautiful lake, which I love when they shoot there. Uh, that's a gorgeous location. Yep, it's Central Park. Yeah. It's one of the best. It's so beautiful. It is. I'm you would there. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's very stunning. And Zelina <laughs> arrives, and uh, Robin's like, you know, we're going to get your daughter back. Zelina shows up, and uh, Regina's like, we need some answers. Zelina explains that the baby is with Hades, and uh, she's come to explain to everyone in town that he's changed. And they're like, reality check. He hasn't. She's like, but he helped you get out of... Uh, the underworld and uh, so Regina explains sure he did uh, remove our names but uh, he had us trapped in the library and uh, Zelina's not believing this because she's like I was with him the whole time you know he, he couldn't have done this and Regina's explaining that it was all a show for you you know he's been deceiving you and uh, Regina's like I know you want to believe that you've changed him but sometimes the truth hurts 
And so she's like, where is he? We need to talk to him. We need to confront him. And uh, Zelina's like, what are you going to do with him? Are you going to hurt him? And uh, Regina's like, well, it depends on what he wants to do. You know, we're going to pretend, we're going to protect this whole town. And uh, so, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes, basically. He's not the man you think he is. And uh, this is when Zelina's like, well, he isn't a man. He's a god. And if you try to hurt him, you know, you're going to do that at your own peril. And poof, she... Uh, disappears that was something like I, just, I don't have anything to say it's uh, except like Zelina keeps thinking like she keeps being deceived and uh, on one hand I feel pity for her but on the other like there's one thing between feeling pity and looking at something and feeling it's pitiful and that's what this feels like to me like you had this woman like mm-hmm who threw fucking dwarves around the first time she came out and, like, beat someone, like, at a witch's duel and put Dorothy, like, in a sleeping curse. Like, this is a pretty badass woman and to be taken, like, I don't know, uh, to be tricked this way, it's just kind of like, damn it, really, Selena? I think it's showing, like, how much Regina wants to be good and how much she just wants to change and let... Like, she doesn't want to see bad in people anymore, and it's becoming too you mean much Zelina. bad that she's... N- no, she said Regina. She she got it right. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought she was talking in reference to Zelina. Mm-mm. I'm in reference to Regina trusting Zelina too much. Oh, okay. That she wants to do so... That she wants to, like, forget how evil people can be because she knows that she was one of the most evil of all, and she's... She's going too far with it. That's interesting. Okay. Well, let's put a bookmark in this conversation because I'm sure we're going to continue it on in a little bit. But let's check in on what's going on in Underbrook. So, King Arthur, the man with the broken kingdom, arrives in all his kingly glory, I guess, into blindies. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> I know, I don't know what to call it, but he arrives and basically Captain Hook gives him the 411. He's like, you're dead, buddy. Come on, let's get to acceptance. You know, can't deny it. You're dead. You know you're dead. We all know you're dead. You can't kill me because I'm dead. Dead, dead, dead. And so he's like, you know what? I think I know why you're down here, you know, and not in some beautiful afterlife or in hell it's because you're a horrible king and you've got a crap load of unfinished business and when you leave here it's either going to be in a, to a better place or a worse place so uh, maybe if you do some good deeds down here maybe it might be a better place where would you like to go and so he's like well i've got a quest i i need your help think of it as like a holy grail i need to figure out hades's weakness and um so the blind witch chimes in and she's like, you know, no one knows his weakness. And so, uh, you know, they they know do know that there are these story book pages that exist. And so they're off on a quest to find the story book pages. Now, after all this history that we've seen with uh, Captain Hook and King Arthur, wasn't it odd to see them team up? Yes! <laughs> this yeah. fucker killed you! Like, he... he- I literally took, like, his sword and jabbed it into your throat, and you are all cool, calm, and collected when he's holding a sword up, like, a, a, a butter knife, I guess, up to your throat. Now, like, 
shit, and, and you're working together after, like, he ruined you? And he basically, like, just made you destroy a town. Like, I, this team-up is so fucking weird. I... <laughs> The one thing I loved about this was, was him, no, was him saying like, you know, you're dead, accept it, like denial, bartering, whatever, like get past all of these stages because we need you now, like, stupid. Mm. <laughs> but did you guys like it? Like, I know Eva like, hated it, but did you <laughs> like this? Did, does it make sense? It was it was interesting. It's not something I would have expected at all, um, but I guess it you know it worked for the plot. But I you know I kind of I I don't know like I enjoyed it. I kind of like that. Well, I don't want to like we're going to talk about it later, but hashtag um, reasons. I, <laughs> it's just, why <laughs> reasons. <laughs> Literally. I liked how they made Arthur have a, you know, take the mantle of the king of the underworld. I mean, it's not something you would have expected at all, but like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it was interesting. Like, we don't either. It's about a time. <laughs> you don't expect. I mean, you try to explain any episode to people who don't know anything about the show. Like, oh, Hook and uh, Captain Hook and King Arthur went on a, a quest in, in, you know, the underworld. And Little um, Red Riding Hood is a lesbian. Yeah. And, you know, all these Bisexual. different. Yeah. Well, and... she hasn't uh, said what she identifies with. But it was she, obvious on the I show. Said, she she went with She's like bisexual. with Frankenstein and, and like before, and she and she had yeah. a boyfriend, and yeah. she's flirted with men before too. Like it, during the Valentine's Day episode, mm -hmm. like she she was just kind of so she, yeah. She's bisexual. She's not. She's not. Well, like, that's what we're putting on yeah, her. We don't know how she self identifies. Up and down the East Coast, so yeah. But like yeah, there's. I'm trying to think of like a specific, you know, Peter Pan is Rumpelstiltskin's father, and he used to be an old guy, but like he put a curse on himself to become a young guy because he doesn't want to be old and have responsibilities. Like the show is just this is it. Like this is what you signed up. Like I don't know how to ex how to say what I'm trying to say, but like I love that. There's so many unexpected pairings up, you know, of fairy tales and lore that you just don't know what to expect. So it was interesting. It's not anything I would have expected. And I do like how they kind of tied 3A back. Or why am I, why do I keep saying 3A? 5A. You mean, you mean the uh, 5B by bringing Arthur back and giving him a little bit more of a story rather than just sending him back off to Camelot to rot in prison forever. So I kind of I kind of liked how they did that in a sense. They gave him a little bit more of a story and kind of tied the season the two separate arcs together a little bit. So that was that was interesting to me personally. So yeah. Okay. I agree with what Katie said. Yeah, I don't think I can add to it. It was something unexpected. 
but it fit with the plot, unfortunately. I mean, there wasn't really any other character in the Underworld uh, that would have been able to have helped Hook. So it was just something that ended up fitting with the plot and helped progress the story along and ended up giving the Underworld a bit of resolution. So we join everybody I, back. I think mm -hmm. that it's also like another hint towards what Rich also did, that Hook's also becoming more forgiving, that he's not holding grudges anymore. It's true. Well, there you yeah, go. They're, they're both dead. I mean, like, yeah. you could, you I could can't kill you twice. <laughs> exactly. He's trying to get to the goods, like, he's trying to pass on, so it's not the best time to hold on to grudges. But, still, like, why? It, everything he touches turns to shit. Oh my, I fucking hated 5A, and Arthur was, like, the worst part, and it figures he comes back for an episode, and it's, like, my most hated episode of 5B. <laughs> Arthur, go away. Please, just go away. Well, you know, he's king of the underworld now, so... Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so we join everybody back up in the land of the living, and uh, Merida has found uh, King Arthur's dead body, and Emma's like, this was Hades. I know it was him. He's like, I, I need to finish him off. And they're like, what do you mean finish him off? She's like, I need to kill him and send him exactly where he belongs. And... David is basically like, hey, you know, you need to, like, slow down. You need to process everything. We don't know how he can be harmed. He's a god. You're in pain. Hook is gone. She's like, this isn't about Hook. And he's like, of course it is. She's like, I'm trying to protect Storybrooke, damn it. And uh, he's like, you know, of course we can fight, but you need to think clearly before we start doing this you need to deal with death and she's like how do people deal with it and he's like you gotta grieve uh, you know people grieve and that's something that you have to do so i want to talk about this because um it seems throughout the episode emma continues on this uh sort of um tunnel vision of uh, trying to defeat Hades and this is the start of it where we see it in her face and uh, she's all disheveled and of course she's emotional because she just saw the man of uh, her life you know have to die have to remain in the underworld and she told him to move on and all this kind of stuff what do we think of this first scene of getting sort of like a glimpse of uh, what's going on in Emma's psyche I feel so disappointed this is also one of the bigger reasons why I didn't like this episode because she ended the last one solemn but strong and that I need this to protect my family and she we've seen her like going from a tough as nails passionate woman in season one to slowly but surely like getting like weaker and paler and just and, and it, it makes sense with how the story's been going with how she's being worn down but her in the last episode saying like I'm gonna batten down the hatches and I'm gonna be tough and this time around with everyone in her family being like no no you gotta grieve get get the fuck out of here I know that we've been saying that you should be the savior and when Neil died we fucking asked you to be a savior the next day but in this case chill we don't want you here like ah, the, the message is so like hash like for reasons because we need you away for for now like Oh, it, it frustrated me. I wanted to see more from her than just 
the lost girl. But I, I get what you're saying, but I don't 100% agree with it because I don't feel like she's getting weaker. I feel like she's finally allowing emotions to run through her veins. I mean, she was the character that you mentioned before back in season two because she had all these walls up she had all these barriers up and finally you know with the help of hook with the help of her family with the help of henry with the help of regina and all of her friends in storybrook she's finally allowing her or she has allowed her walls to come down and she can finally experience emotions and, and now that she can experience emotions she doesn't really know how to she's always had these barriers up so she's never I would assume, allowed herself to grieve. So this is something new to her, much like we're saying that Zelina is experiencing love for the very first time. This is the first time that Emma is really experiencing loss. Sure, she may have lost Neil a couple seasons ago, but her walls were still up. She was still a harder woman. And now that she's finally getting soft and allowing herself to feel emotions and to experience life in an emotional way, this experience is very new to her. And silence. Yes. Oh, it's. I already kind of made my like my point, and I see yours, but like I think it's fundamentally that. I don't. I don't know. Like I, we, th w there's a difference in the definition of of strength. And I don't particularly see that in the wan-faced savior. Any other thoughts on Emma and what she's going through in particular? Sort of this opening scene with her and us seeing her in this state of mind? No! Well, I was waiting for Katie, because Katie's a big fan of Emma, but I guess I she... No, I don't know what to say, like... I understand, like, she just went, well, they all just went through hell, literally. Uh, but, you know, at this point, she feels like this is all her fault. She brought Hades here, you know. It, at the end of the episode, you know, uh, Snow kind of brings that up, you know, this isn't your fault. And we see Emma kind of this look on her face that explains that, you know, this is what she's been dealing with since they got to the underworld and things got, you know, a little crazier than she thought that they would. She thinks that this is her fault and, you know, she's caused all this pain. She's lost the love of her life and she couldn't get him back. And in the process of trying to get him back, she brought this guy who wants to destroy Storybrooke and the people that she cares about. And, you know, well, that's not, you know, necessarily her fault per se. She does feel that it is her fault and that she's at fault and that she's, you know, also trying to deal with losing somebody that she loves, that she loves very much. And, you know, she's lost how many of her loves up to this point. And she finally let down her walls and really started letting this guy in and had it confirmed that he was her true love. And he's gone. And she's not going to get him back. And it's all because of this guy that she's brought here. So I can understand her wanting to rush in to get rid of this guy. 
But I also understand her parents saying, you need to take a step back and chill and then re-evaluate the situation so you can think at it from a logical standpoint so that we don't do anything in haste. I mean, this guy was the lord of the dead. Um, We don't want to rush into this thing before we all end up dead, for real. So, uh, I understand, I understand. Um, And of course, you know... Being an Emma fan, I was so sad to see her so distraught. So, yeah, I guess that's all I really have to say. Okay. So over at the mayor's office, Zelina has put a protection spell on the mayor's office. And Hades is like, yeah, but they could still break through this. So, you know what? I have this thing. My brother Zeus gave it to me, but I haven't been able to put it back together until my heart started beating again. It's called the Olympian Crystal, and we can use this to protect ourselves. So outside of the mayor's office, we have uh, our gang, and they're trying to figure out how to get inside of the building because of the protection spell. And everyone, you know, even Regina's like, you know, Emma, you know, you need to take a step back. You're too emotional. I understand what loss is, and uh, your head's not in the game right now. And she also mentions that there are these tunnels that will lead them directly into uh, the mayor's office. And so she heads down with Robin Hood uh, into the tunnels to sort of like sneak attack and uh, and that kind of thing. And in the tunnels, that's where Regina's like, I apologize for trusting Zelina with your baby. And, and Robin's like, yeah, well, you know, finally you say it. And she's trying to explain, you know, I was trying to give her a second chance. She's my sister. And Robin's like, well, she doesn't deserve it. And Regina's like, well, all she wants is, uh, you know, what I have and this, that, or the other. And he's like, you're not apologizing for her. You're defending her. And forgive me if I don't want to listen. You know, I have to go save my daughter. That is, like, the one time I've seen the man purse stand up for himself and turn into a man. Like, (laughs) I... Fucking loved that. Like, Regina wasn't apologizing. She's doing that stupid bullshit that people do where they're just kind of like, well, but you see, I had my reasons. So you have to understand me. Oh, my God. See, it it keeps coming (laughs) up. But, like, she, that is not an apology. And she's, she's justifying what her, what her sister's doing and just being like, what, we all we all have to go through this at some point and in our in in all reality though he has to be focused on the fact that he's trying to save his daughter not this redemption arc that somebody that wronged him did like that's not his priority right now and regina shouldn't be kind of whimpering about that to him it's not the time <laughs> point just like oh, right i'm sorry i just but no no it was that, true though that i mean scene was okay like yeah he i liked what he told regina like you've known zelina for like what two or three days that you know she's changed you don't technically technically do so it's like okay i was with robin on that particular scene like okay i get it like yeah th- she has his kid, but 
you know, the kid is also hers too, so she wouldn't hurt her. So that's a conflict as well. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get what both of you are saying. I, yeah. I understand both of their points of view. And I give Robin props for saying what I think a lot of the viewers are, are thinking, you know, at, at that moment. But yeah. I, I kind of get where Regina's coming from as well. I mean, it's regardless of how long it's been that Zelina has changed, Zelina is her sister. And there was that moment when it was the three of them, Zelina, Regina, and Cora. And Cora was like, you know, watch out for each other. And, you know, whether your mom was a goody two shoes or evil like Cora and uh, you know trying to do the best at the end like Cora was I mean you, you do listen to your parents and you know I, I'm assuming that that's one of the things she's taken to heart you know watch out for your sister and that's why she's been trying to be supportive of Zelina so I, I get where Regina was coming from at that moment in time was it necessarily the best moment to have started to have that conversation probably not but I, I totally get why Robin was the way he was. I mean, he, you know, when you, I guess, were sexually assaulted the way that Robin was, I mean, I, I can see why he is not necessarily pro Zelina. And when, <laughs> you know, you always have this woman that you were tricked into having a baby with stealing your child, or at least it seems as if to you, you know, she's stealing your child then I I get why he's wants nothing to do with her and why he doesn't want to see her side of things. Not even that. Like, it's not just that he's after, like, that he suspects Zelina. He also has a really big, healthy dose of my child shouldn't be with Hades because Hades is fucking nuts. And, like, it, we've seen this before. Like, this is the guy that beat up your bro. The guy that, like, almost condemned all of you into staying in Hades and you losing your daughter forever. So, yeah, he's, he's got a right to be a concerned parent. Yeah. And hey, he actually stood up. Like, he hasn't done anything in the last several episodes. <laughs> yeah. He's been in the forest. The forest. Oh, the forest. <laughs> He actually did something and stood up, and it was great. He was changing diapers. You know, yeah. Mixing the formula or whatever it is that you do. There should be like an outro, like in the DVD or something, like the hidden tales of Storybrooke, where people, like, where we see what the fuck people are doing. So we're not just like, well, they're not doing shit. Like, we see what Mary Margaret is doing now that she's finally back in town, which is putting Sleepy on guard. You have seven dwarves, and you picked him? Like, what? Like, we'll see how Robin Hood changes diapers when there's no diaper genie and no diapers in the forest. Like, we'll see, like, just random things. Like, that would make me happy. Just little outros. But for yes. now, this is the first time Robin Hood is showing that he has a spine. And it's it was refreshing. Elsewhere in Storybrooke, we have Mo French at Game of Thorns, best shop name ever, and Gold has arrived, and uh, Mo is like, why are you here? And he's like, well, I have your daughter, 
she's under a sleeping curse, and I need your help, true love's kiss, you know what I'm saying, and he's like, oh, well, yours didn't work, and he's like, well, good to hear that she's come to her senses, and he's like, well, she needs her father, and he's like, that's right, and that's why I'm not going to do it for you, and uh, so he's like, I'm not going to wake her up, and so he's like, you hate me so much, you leave your daughter in a sleeping curse, and he's like, better the curse than, uh, you know, having you trying to convince her to love you and until you're gone she will stay asleep and so uh gold is like well i was afraid you'd say that so i brought my old friend caney with me and so he starts banging the cane he's like you remember this from back in season one and he's like i don't care what you do to me you can do whatever you want i'll die before i help you and he's like well i'll be more than happy to test that theory and then all of a sudden emma arrives because she knows how to track people and uh Mo disappears he's like leave and uh, he's like well it's good to see you're back from the underworld and she explains hades is in storybrook i have to stop him so i was you know i was kind of hoping you know maybe you know you can tell me how to kill him and uh gold is like well even if i knew why the hell would i tell you you're the one that got us into this freaking mess and uh so he leaves and and she looks very pitiful like like a little puppy she does like a little puppy face like help me do you see pathetic hey. swan is back like <laughs> god damn like jesus well, i don't know if it's pathetic i feel like she's grasping at straws and like she went to rumpelstiltskin of all people like to, to seek help it's because she has no leads she has no idea what to do and so she's grasping at straws and so she's you know she grasped at the the gold straw no. and uh, <laughs> i mean it wasn't you know that was very i remember in season ironic. one where she went to see gold to help cinderella and to help like her child and she, when she went to see gold before there's a difference in like how strong she came out then and how just kind of like you have to help us please like it's it's even a difference between like her coming into the shop the beginning of this season where she's like hey you're coming or Belle's gonna know like there's there's a certain sense of I don't know power responsibility like well she didn't have leverage this time around and she's also grieving in a sense she's despondent i mean i don't know i mean i i can't see how she could have done it differently especially in the state of mind that she's in like she's broken now like before she had this mindset that she was gonna go and get her fucking man like her she knew that she could do it and she had the leverage right she has nothing now and no hook she tried her best and it wasn't enough and she's dealing with that she had her walls up when she went to him for cinderella and she wasn't as in tune with the people in storybrook as she is now so it's, it's weird because I, I i see the interaction that she had afterwards with neil and how she went up against pen as heartbroken as she was like because she has priorities she had henry to save and Oh, I hate I hate that though because she did love him like as much as like I love like Hook and Swan like I that Neil she loved Neil too like but it was a different time in her life she Neil this is gonna sound wrong but Neil didn't break her walls like Hook broke her walls <laughs> yeah he did Neil, Neil broke her uh, but, but not her walls she still had her walls up she still had her barriers 
Katie, I, keep it together. I will say, I, that, uh, that is, that's an aside to this big notion that Belle doesn't like nice people. Like, she's a, like, what the fuck is up with her father? Like, we all know what a sleeping curse entails. You are in a fucking fiery room, scared oh, yeah. out of your life. Like, we've seen this before with three other prin- with two princesses, a prince, and Henry. And uh, he would rather have her condemned to that than to, like, be alive and with Rumple. Like, maybe a father would talk to his daughter about something like that, like a good dad, but this one's like, no, I would rather have her tortured than be with you. Really. Well, I don't. We don't know if he knows exactly what a sleeping curse entails. He might just think that she's asleep. Even so, like that's that, that's some fucking. I also, I don't get that scene because you know, at the wedding, he's all there giving his daughter to him. Like, if you were so against this whole relationship, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. So it's just so stupid. Like, it's a plot hole, honestly. Well, no, because at that time. They were assuming he had changed. So much has happened since the wedding that he has, he being Rumple, has proven that he is not a changed man. I'm on Team Mo. I understood where he was coming from, and I didn't understand Rumple's threatening of Mo French. Like, you need his help, and you're basically saying that you're going to beat him, and you're already having a problem with your wife where she is not trusting of you, and you really think that if you beat him to smithereens, and he ends up giving her the kiss to wake her up from the sleeping curse, and she sees how you treated her father, that she's going to want to be with you? Like, I didn't understand Gold's end game with that. (laughs) But I don't also get that, like... Was he really gonna beat the hell out of him? Like he threatened him twice. What did yeah. you think? Strike three. Strike three. Do it or get it. I don't know. Like I don't think he was, but who knows? Oh no! It's it's like... one of those. I don't know. For me, I think it's one of those scenes. Like there's two different perspectives into it, but I don't know. I just didn't like that scene at all. I felt also like. It made sense to the character because when he's desperate, he reverts back to form and which is like making deals and issuing threats. Like it's, it's standard to him. But as, as viewers though, we're just kind of like, it's not a good thing to threaten your father-in-law, especially if you want peace with the mother of your child. Like that's just. And especially if you are trying, you would like to convince her to come back with you. And that's a fucked up shit though that he that he threatened to beat him. Like that's the scene that apparently they had to like do a ton of takes with and like know exactly how to do cuts because they didn't want this to turn into like something that like kids couldn't see just because like it it, do- it does go fairly dark. And you're you're bringing that back again. I I didn't think they were going to take it like that. Like it's it, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, God, Belle, like, your father doesn't give enough of a shit about you. Your, your husband is doing shit like this to your father. Like, what the hell? I, I, I don't... I feel sorry for you. Stay in the box. Just stay in the box. Stay in the box. Sleeping. Oh, gosh. Well, I got where Mo is coming from. I don't think it was that he didn't care about her. I think he'd rather her be asleep than to be with the Beast. Yeah, well, that's, dumb. that's still entirely selfish. 
Yeah. It's still another man in her life yeah. making her decisions for her. Yeah. I was not a fan of him at all. Wasn't he the same guy that stuck her in a tower? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she was. He actually tried oh, to push her out of the town line. So she could forget everything. Yeah, this. this... I think Regina locked her in the tower. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when. Is that when we. No, that's when Captain Hook punched her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. That was yeah. during that time, correct? Again, oh my. This is like. It's reverting. Like. It's reverting back to form for a lot of these things, and I, I, we can't, we've come so far. Why? Like, if we were actually gonna go for a redemption, or if you were actually gonna go for him, like having all of his dark powers, but like a new take on Rumple. Why? Why go back to season one, Rumple? Why? Okay. I know. Whatever. Like, at this point, it's gonna be either he's going to completely sh- change and redeem himself. Or, like, he's just going to go back to being bad and, like, stay bad. Because... Oh, sorry. I don't think so. I think he, like I mentioned this previously, he is a very consistent character. He is in the balance of good and evil, so it's like, you don't know what's really happening to him. Um, You can see what Adam and Eddie is trying to write. They think this is smart, this is fun, but it's not. It's just stupid, tiring, and you won't get anything out of that, to be honest. I I don't see Rumple as the balance of good and evil. I don't don't see that at all. I, I don't know where you see that. Well, with that, what I meant was, like, during season 5A... The whole thing, he tried to be a hero and all of that, and then all of a sudden now, he got his power back, he's... He's not doing anything bad, like, terrible, like he was doing in Season 4, but... he It's not like, oh, Rumpel must be redeemed. It, it, there is no Rumpel if he's redeemed. He's just gonna be one, another boring character. I think this is... Another, like, reiteration of my theory for the end, end of the series, Papuchillo, just to, you know. Okay. Well, what, and what just to remind, well, yeah. just to remind everybody, basically, Ash believes that Rumple will die at the end of the series. That he, that everything up until this point, all of this, try to be redeemed and then fail. Try to be redeemed and then fall back into evil. Reverting to the old ways, that kind of thing, is just... Um, characterization for Rumple over and over again that no matter what he does he cannot be redeemed that is my theory instead of this whole well the writers suck and what happened in season 5a was terrible and they shit on his character like no it's characterization it's an element to the story it's showing you that no matter what he does he will never change yeah, I feel we. I hate making this this connection, but it has to be said. I feel like one of those beaten wives. It's like he'll change. I know he will. Like he'll be good. I swear. Like look at him. Like he's and you think he has because he turned into a good person this that last arc, but then he fucked up and did did bad shit again. And you're you're left thinking, well, maybe next time, maybe next time he'll change, and he hasn't. This this 
this last bit was just him calling, like, well, never mind. We haven't gotten to that point, but him not helping out the heroes, him kind of helping out his father, kind of not, him pushing Mila into the River of Lost Souls, him not being able to true love's kiss, and later on with what we see at the end of this episode just kind of proves that he's he's not going to be a good guy. He's accepted himself as he is. Rumpelstiltskin, the dark That's one. true. All right. So let's take a visit down to the underworld. And we have uh, Hook and Arthur in Hades' throne room. And they're searching for the lost pages. And basically this is where Hook fills Arthur in on exactly what's going on. And uh, Arthur's like, well, you know what? When I had secrets, I would keep the secrets close to me my throne and so you know he touches around hades throne and poof a uh, little secret compartment opens up and that's where the missing story book pages are and uh, after hook sort of looks around he realizes this is what emma needs this is uh, you know how you can destroy a god. So they head on over to Blindy's, and Blindy's like, hmm, I knew it was coming. I smell a bromance. Table for two. Fantastic. <laughs> that was, oh god, Blindy is so cool. Like, fucking funny. And d did you notice that King Arthur's kind of like toddling about behind Captain Hook being like, what are we doing? What's going on here? What? How does this work? What? How? What are we supposed to do? Like he feels like a three-year-old right now, which has been like the most amusing I've ever seen of him at all. Wait, no, the most amusing I've ever seen is the jousting thing with a pickup truck. But this kind of go get gets up there, and he's he's proven useful. So that was interesting. Yeah, and so they arrive at Blandy's because they want to chat with Cruella. Cruella's all hot and bothered for King Arthur, but uh, Hook interrupts her budding flirtmance at least, and he's like, you know, the the phone booths, you had them removed, where are they? And she's like, oh, you know, why waste time telling you a lie when you're going to find out the truth? I had them destroyed. And, uh, you know, so there, basically. Sorry. And so, um, she's like, you know, if I'm stuck here, no one's gonna get their unfinished business completed, you know, everyone will suffer, I will suffer, everyone will suffer, and so he's like, the book, you know, where's the book? And he's, she's like, out of sight, out of reach, I put it in the River of Souls, you know, you'll never be able to find it, and uh, Hook tells Arthur, you know, if we can get our hands on that book, we can get those pages to Emma because the book is special. It's been able to, uh, you know, do things throughout realms and whatnot. I was so happy to see Corolla again. Yeah. Yes. She's I love so, her. She's so cool. I love <laughs> like. She I is. Loved, uh, she 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 was giving Captain like she was giving King Arthur the eye, wasn't she? Like she can feel. <laughs> tortured soul like she can feel bad guy in other people and she's like Rah. like yeah turn around and let me see how tight those pants are like god damn. i was like you go get that girl uh -huh. <laughs> he is hot like as much as i hate him he is hot yeah he is. Get him. 
I I I, I will agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 was nice. Between Blindy and Cruella, like, they could run that underworld. Like again, another mini series of like. Blindy and Cruella at it again, where we just see what they do down there. Like, Blindy and Cruella's excellent adventure. Yes, I'd rather see that than Arthur's. <laughs> so up in Storybrooke, we have uh, the heroes in the library looking through books and whatnot, trying to figure out how to defeat Hades. Emma arrives. They're like, "Where have you been?" She's like, "Oh, don't worry, it's a dead end." And uh, she's like, you guys are like looking through books. Like, really? Like, that's the best we could do? You know, I need to go defeat Hades. And she's ready to leave. But her parents are like, hey, you know, let's think about things. You know, calm down. You know, like, we need to look through the books and, and that kind of stuff. But Emma seems so gung-ho of, like, doing something, like action, as opposed to research. But her parents do convince her to stick around and look through the books over at the mayor's office, we have Hades using his power to um, basically fuse the two halves of the Olympian uh, crystal together. And um, Zelina and him have sort of like a heart-to-heart, you know, talking about people that have wronged each other. And uh, he's like, you know, we're going to be able to live whatever life we want to. And she's like, that sounds beautiful. He's like, we can run this place together. You know, this can be our kingdom. And she's like, rule Storybrooke. She's like, well, I don't, you know, I just thought we were going to live here. You know, a house, pick offenses, you know, uh, baby sweet pea running through the garden. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I want that too. But, 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 you know, this can be ours. This can be our kingdom. I love how you start talking all whispery, too. Yes. <laughs> They're leaving us no choice. We might have to do this so that we can survive. Poppy Jewel is pulling a Christian veil. <laughs> I know, right? And so this is where Hades gets a phone call. How gold knew where he was? Well, I guess magic. But that's the reason. So uh, gold is like, welcome to Storybrooke. <laughs> And this is the best because he's like Rumpelstiltskin. It's Rumpelstiltskin. And Selena does like the most massive eye roll. And it was beautiful. And so uh, Gold is basically like, you know, let's make a deal. Because you're a stranger in a strange land full of enemies. And I can protect you. I can protect all of you in exchange for a little piece of the Olympian crystal. And he's like, oh, how'd you know about that? And Gold is like, well, you know, you can't smuggle ridiculously powerful magic into Storybrook without getting my attention. We're not in your kingdom. We're in mine. And he's like, not for long. And he's like, can't say I didn't warn you as he twirls his mustache. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's that flip phone, though. Yes! That was <laughs> I was about to like... You're, you're That's the best way to hang up on someone. You can't hang up on someone in like a powerful way on an iPhone. You're, no, you're you just got a landline with a clamshell phone. <laughs> what the f- like? Goddamn me! Storybrook is stuck in the old ages. 80s. Like we we know that there's like touchscreen phones. We've seen Emma use it, so like it's not as if there's a time discrepancy. These people just really like their classics. <laughs> They're staying vintage. <laughs> But yeah, I caught that eye roll too. That the Zelina's just kind of like, oh, <laughs> it's Rumpelstiltskin. 
<laughs> that scene was so funny. I don't know. I liked it. You're not in your kingdom. We're in mine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now chill, chill. <laughs> What's your kingdom? Armani suits, your cane, your flip. His shop. His shop. His little cabin. All right, so down in the tunnels, we have uh, Regina and Robin Hood, and uh, Regina basically apologizes to Robin Hood. He's like, you know, I'm sorry that Zelina has your baby. You know, I really am trying to make things right. You know, we're going to make things right. And uh, Robin's like, you're right. You know, we do owe Zelina another chance. And she's like, you know, you don't have to say that, you know, just for me. And he's like, no, you know, if, if being with you has taught me anything is that we all have the capability to change. And, uh, you know, we're not bound by our past. Our future is wiped clean. You know, you're my future, Regina. Let me kiss you. And so they kiss in the tunnels. Aww. Aww. I've got to say, I haven't been impressed by Robin Hood in a while, and he hasn't really been given a lot to do, but these scenes with him and Regina have been really nice. You know, it was really nice to see them together as a couple, and uh, working together as uh, a a couple, you know, in, uh, you know, on sort of like a, I don't know, let's call it a quest, together, you know, working to save... uh, Robin's daughter. Mm-hmm. Robin got a spine in the last step, the last part. And he found he just, it in the forest. It. He lost it. Oh god! Like that, that, that. We lose it for an outlaw queen scene moment, though, like a kiss. Or you, you are. What did he say again? Like you are my forever. Like you're my future. Yeah, that. Oh my god. Okay. You're never supposed to say stuff like this on I these know. kind of shows. That was like the no. kiss. I'm like, red shirt, red shirt, kiss of death. It's gonna happen. <laughs> That's great. Back in the underworld, we have uh, the budding bromance of Hook and Arthur riding down the River of Lost Souls. Arthur's about to, like, touch the water because he's like, you know, what the hell is this? I've never seen stuff like this before. He's like, hey, you know, don't touch it because you'll turn into one of them. You know, these are Lost Souls. And so they reach the end of the river where we've we've been here before. This is where poor Mila got pushed into the River of Lost Souls. And they found the book. There's, like, a gargoyle that's holding it. And um, as uh, the captain is sort of climbing the stairs to get to the book we have one of the lost souls uh, you know sort of uh, materialize I guess out of the water and starts grabbing at Arthur and pulling him down and Hook being the man that he is you know goes down to help Arthur and uh, with a torch sort of uh, burns I guess the the spirit and so he helps Arthur up and Arthur's like you know go get the book you know thanks you know go get the book go get the book and so he goes up to get the book and as he's going up all of a sudden the uh, I, I guess it's the same 
spirit, demon, whatever you want to call it, comes back up, and that grabs the book, and as it's about to sort of fly off with the book, uh, Hook tosses the torch to Arthur, and he uses the torch to ignite the spirit ablaze, and so the book gets dropped, and it looks like it's about to go into the River of Lost Souls, but uh, Captain Hook grabs it just in time, and Arthur's like, why didn't you tell me they could attack us? And he's like, well, I didn't know. You know, things are changing down here now that Hades is gone. And he's like, are you sure this book is going to work? And he's like, well, anything is possible, especially down here, but this book is special, and these pages have crossed realms when people have needed it the most. And um, so he's like, well, can you at least fill me in on exactly how you can destroy this man? You know, I'm kind of curious. And he explains that there's a thing called the Olympian Crystal. And once activated, the raw power can obliterate anything, even a god. And so he puts the pages (laughs) back into the book. (laughs) And he closes the book and hopes that uh, people up in the world of the living will find it. So Emma's searching for stuff. She's researching in the library. She picks up the Once Upon a Time book. She opens it up. It's exactly on the page of Princess Leia. And what was Hook's name? Prince Charles. Prince Charles and Princess Leia. Back in, what was that? That was the season three finale, right? When they go back in time. And so she she touches the page, she puts the book down, she goes back to the other book she was looking, and then all of a sudden, the Once Upon a Time book opens up and flips pages, and it lands on the page of the Olympian Crystal. So Emma looks back in amazement, she picks up the book, she reads it, and she's like, Aha, we know what to do now. Over at the mayor's office, we have Hades, who with all his power and might finally fuses the Olympian crystal. And uh, Zelina's like, you know, are, are we sure we need this? Are you sure? And uh, we see that um, Regina and Robin are outside and uh, they're ready to bust through. And he's like, we need a distraction. Fortunately, at around the same time, Emma is outside trying to break the protection spell. And so Zelina disappears to take care of that. And Hades disappears to make sure that uh, no one else has uh, entered the mayor's office. Outside, Zelina confronts Emma and basically is like, you know, what are you doing? You know, he's changed and this, that, or the other. And she's like, no, he hasn't changed. And, uh, you know, I don't want to hurt you, you know. And uh, she's like, you want to hurt Hades? And that's the same thing. And she's like, there's no way to defeat a god. And she's like, she being Emma's like, he has his weaknesses. There's the crystal. I know how I can do it. And so, uh, Zelina picks up the pages, and uh, she is like, so it's true, you know, you are trying to kill the man that I love, and uh, she's like, I need to know one thing, did my sister agree to this? And so inside the mayor's office, we have Robin and Regina, and they reunited with uh, Baby Hood, and before they can do anything, though, Hades arrives, and he's dangling his little Olympian crystal, and... uh, Basically, he's like, you know, your daughter's not the one in danger, and uh, 
Regina's trying to get to his like better judgment. He's like, you know, if you do this, Zelina is going to want nothing with you. And uh, Hades is like, well, if I use this, you know, there's no underworld for you. There's no better life. This will end you completely. Uh, we we completely brushed over something, but like really quickly with the recap. But can I mention? See, si. just we had Hook be a really bad person for a really long time and hold grudges. Like he's got rings for the grudges that he's held, and this guy killed him. He could have easily let him like slip into the river of lost souls, but he didn't do it. And when he almost like. When he stuck his hand out to get the book, I was like, oh, you're going to lose your other hand hook. You should have used the hook. God damn it. <laughs> and it didn't happen. And when the book's pages got put back together, I thought it was a really sweet way for it to happen, to have Emma just kind of be gazing wistfully at their page and, like, their last, like, one of their last beautiful moments together before everything bad started happening. And just now catching up with this moment with Hades and with Robin, like having Emma go all half cocked and trying to break into the like Regina's mm-hmm. old place. Like it made sense. Like I finally saw her like stand up and like do something like effective, even if it is just being like bait or planning something. Although like letting Zelina take the pages was just kinda really I I I, I I thought better of you. Like, like, couldn't you have like take like held the pages closer to yourself like that? But I guess it made sense plot-wise reasons. Again, and, oh, but that last standoff. Oh, you're you're gonna get to the standoff, so I'm just gonna like be quiet until you finish it because there's a well, lot here, to say. Here we go. No more delaying the inevitable. So Regina's like, if you kill me. Lena's not going to prove this, basically. And, and he's like, well, this isn't going to kill you. It's going to end you. No underworld. No moving on. Women, you exist. And the next, poof. You don't. And that's what you get for trying to turn Zelina against me. And Robin's like, you know, it was my idea to break in. You know, just use that on me. You know, let her go. And he's like, nope, ladies first. And he uses it to zap, but... Zap Regina, but Robin Hood steps in front, and he gets zapped by the Olympian Crystal. And uh, he turns around and looks at Regina. Regina has the single teardrop thing going on. And uh, we see Robin Hood's body fall to the ground, but his soul remains standing. And he looks at Regina, reaches out to her... And then his soul sort of uh, dematerializes right in front of uh, Regina's face. And so uh, we we have Regina go down and like she she grabs Robin and uh, you know we we have sort of Hades gloating above uh, you know, after all that he's done and basically is like don't worry you guys won't be apart for too long but Zelina arrives and Zelina's like what happened and uh Regina's like Hades did this you know 
Hades is like, I was doing this to protect you, and he's like, Regina's like, that's a lie, and, um, Selena's like, I found out you are trying, you were trying to kill him, and Regina's like, I was just trying to protect you, you know, and, uh, so, uh, Zelina asks Hades, you know, is it true what they've said about you? And he basically confesses to everything, you know, you know, I want to use this power to create a new kingdom. And, uh, she's like, you know, can't we just be happy together? Why do we need a kingdom? And he's like, you know, this is about getting back at everyone who didn't believe in us, didn't believe in us. Remember what I said to you, there's no better revenge than having it all. And so, uh, Regina pushes Hades down, the crystal gets down to the ground, Zelina picks it up, and Hades is basically, uh, you know, telling Zelina to use it, you know, end her, destroy her life, you know, she's the, the reason for all of this, and uh, Regina's like, I defended you, I wanted so badly for you to find love, but sometimes love blinds us, you know, uh, Hades tried to kill me already, and uh, Hades is like, no, she's lying. And she and Regina's like, you know, Robin stood in front of me to protect me, you know, to sacrifice is true love. It's giving up everything for the person that you love. And uh, she's like, Hades won't give up a single thing for you. Like he said, he wants it all. And um, Hades is like, you know, she doesn't think you deserve to be happy, and, uh, you know, all of this belongs to her you had nothing, you remember that, you know, all you gotta do is kill her, kill her, and you can have everything that you've ever wanted, and so Zelina picks up the Olympian crystal, and, uh, Hades is like, you know, if you're not gonna kill her, I will, and so Zelina's like, all I ever wanted was love, and you told me that was enough, but now I realize that it'll never be enough for you, and she stabs, uh, Hades with the Olympian crystal, and he, like, disintegrates as well, like Robin, but he also dustifies, like, he turns into a uh, mountain of, or a mound of ash. And, uh, Regina goes down and embraces Robin, tears are flowing, Zelina, you know, goes down and, and, and uh, hugs her sister, and then they both start crying. <laughs> they both lost their true loves. <laughs> I feel terrible laughing about that. <laughs> well, but technically, Robin's not her true love. They but... both died like chumps. Goddamn, like... Poor, poor Robin. He did not deserve this shit. Like, And uh, that he, he doesn't even get to be like to a heaven or to a hell or to a midway station. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Like, this is... I want you to be written off, so I am erasing the hell out of you. You never existed. So we we don't have to have the the misadventures of the Avengers crew going back to hell to save Robin this time. Like it's it's not gonna happen. And God damn, like he didn't deserve that. And we have Hades like this whole season just tricking people and using people and this just to be taken out like that uh, using like some fake crystal that kind of looks like those sugar candy crystals like damn it like these both these these are both really excellent characters that died stupid ways this is like a 
Well, I don't think Robin was an excellent character, but I'll give my opinions after Ash is done. Yeah, like, um, this is the kind of thing that I see on The Walking Dead all the time. Like, you have this character that's kind of lukewarm and kind of really stupid and doesn't really get it. And then you have a redemption episode, like this character does something that really helps the plot and they become a part of the team and they stand up for themselves and they do what they need to do and you're proud of them and then they die. It's a plot device that I've seen in many, many other shows. And we saw this episode, Robin got his balls back and then died. Mm. Yeah, it leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. he had—I won't say he was a great character, but I will say he had potential. And I, and I keep thinking of the potential, like when I saw the—he smells like forest scenes from before, or even further from that when him and Belle teamed up, like at Rumple's castle. Like we've. He had a great beginning, and they ruined it. But we've seen this sort of treatment with like characters like Will Scarlet before, but never as bad as this. In that, like, we fucked your story up so bad, we have to write you off, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. If you still stay on, if we save you and kill off Hades, then who is the baby going going with? Isn't it? Doesn't it still feel weird to have this character who got hurt? being okay with a person who hurt him like in that sort of way like it'd be like if Graham and Regina were cool with one another after he like got killed by her like it's just I understand why they did it they wrote themselves into a corner and had to take had to take action by taking out that character and he hadn't been used very well in a while but again it felt like the easy way out like they could have done anything else this was just a fucked up way to die. I love Regina. It's no secret. She's my favorite character on the show. I have loved Regina since season one, episode one. If it's the last thing I do. Like, Evil Queen, Mayor Regina, Redeem Regina. I'm a fan of Regina. Now, I'm not one of those crazy Regina fans that don't see that or, or don't... Uh, uh, address that she's done horrible things in the past. Like, I know she's done really bad things in the past, so I'm not the type of person that forgives what Regina has done. But I've got to say, as a character, her arc has been one of the best written arcs because she was a pure villain in the beginning, and now she has turned into a hero. She has been redeemed, and I thank the writers for writing a wonderful story for her. When Robin Hood joined the scene... I was very much a champion of Robin Hood because I knew that the reason he was coming on because of spoilers and everything was that he was going to end up being her love interest. So immediately, if someone was going to be in a romantic relationship with Regina, I was definitely going to be supportive of the character. The problem with it was they never found out what to do with him. And I was the one that coined this last season saying that Robin Hood is an accessory. He's a purse, because that's exactly what he was. He didn't do anything, for the most part, outside of his relationship with Regina. Yes, he did have a couple of flashbacks, but for the most part, he was confined 
to the relationship. If you compare him to someone like Captain Hook, Captain Hook has his storyline with Emma, but he also has storylines outside of Emma. He has storylines with various different characters. And Robin Hood, even though he did have a, a little storyline with um, Belle in the past, and, you know, to, I guess, um, to a certain extent, Rumple in the past, it really wasn't touched upon in present day. And so Robin Hood was confined to being just with Regina. And Lana Parrilla is an outstanding actress. She's a strong character. She's a strong actress. And you need someone that's just as strong to complement such a strong character like Regina. And they never wrote Robin Hood that way. They never did. They never gave him anything to do except basically to be a cheerleader for Regina. And it's unfortunate because they could have used him in so many different ways throughout the storylines. Like, we never really even saw... I know, I believe it was you, Priscilla, earlier in the episode that was like, you know, Robin Hood and his bro, you know, meaning like Captain Hook or something. But I've never really seen him interact with anybody. Like, I don't... I don't know, maybe I'm I'm just not remembering it, but it didn't seem like he interacted with Captain Hook or Charming, you know, outside of episodes where they all have to team up to take someone down. And it's unfortunate. Like, one of the things that I had always hoped was back in the day, you know, talking about a flashback from, I think, season one, when we saw Graham, a.k.a. the Huntsman, help Snow White escape, and he gives her a whistle, and he's like, use this. You know, and, and you'll find help. Unfortunately, this is a plot point that they've never answered. I always hoped that it was Robin Hood whom she found, and that that was the person that was going to end up helping her with her archery skills. Obviously, we saw this season that it was Hercules that helped her with her archery skills. But I had always hoped that there was some interaction between Snow and Robin Hood. And so when there was that episode with He Smells Like Forest, it was a shame that Snow didn't recognize Robin Hood. There were so many ways that they could have just had him interact with other characters and it just never happened and i don't know if it was because of the actor or if it's because of just the writing in general and and they just didn't know what to do with robin hood besides having him be a a partner to regina but it's it's unfortunate and out of everyone that's on the show right now like the person that i would miss the least is Robin Hood and I'm glad that he's the one that died because I feel like everyone else is essential to the plot and that's a sad thing to say to be quite honest oh no I completely get you but I remember scenes like with him and Will trying to save trying to go through Zelina's vault and Uh, Maleficent's vault but that was on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and they never really explored that relationship on Once Upon a Time proper. You got that when Will was trying to to, to look into, like, the library. Like, he's had team-ups with, with Hook. He's had team-ups with Charming. Like, the thing is, he never had team-ups with, like, Emma or Snow. Like, we've seen them, but they weren't memorable if, like, if you don't give a shit about the character. And th- they they really didn't do anything to make us love him besides put like having the outlaw queen couple them like he's not my favorite 
Uh, but in the same way, in that same aspect, I feel kind of the same way about David. Like, if he died, I wouldn't care either. Really? Well, they, I would care they, if Dave they, died. They don't write men very well on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> like, the only person who, who, got, who got, like, a ton of, like, good characterization is, like, Rumple and Hook now. But, like, the, it, those are the only two. Every other, like, girl gets written out, like, a lot better, which... Is With the, a majority female cast. To, to be, like, but they focus on Emma, Regina and snow and th- and those three are always like there's a ton of shit written about them they're very like intricate detailed complicated characters and we don't get to see that with robin and we don't get to see that with charming and i was expecting more it's the death of potential hmm. well i feel like we saw a lot of that of charming in the beginning i mean now kind of like with snow there really isn't that much else they can do with them robin in my opinion never got it from out the gate and i feel like the writers kind of wrote themselves an out very early on that we all should have picked up on when tinkerbell stated that robin hood is regina's soulmate and she never said true love oh that feels so sad that he's a, she he's her soulmate and now his soul doesn't exist her soul has no mate oh gosh well <laughs> Anyone can be someone's soulmate. It could be a friend. It doesn't have to be someone romantic. So it, it's interesting how they chose those words for Robin Hood. They never said that he was her true love. The powder was meant to find your true love, though. They never said no. Was. It wasn't. Was it like? It was not. They I... never said true love with her. Yeah, they did say that it was supposed. It was like soulmate. Mm-hmm. They never said true love. Anything true love with Robin Hood. It was always soulmate. That's that's such bullshit. Oh, like, damn it! Like, it's. I expected more for Robin of Loxley. Katie, what are your thoughts on Robin Hood's death? Uh, <laughs> I. Before you go, Katie, I just want to say one little thing. I really wish we would have had the original Robin Hood. I feel like if we would have had the first Robin Hood, because he was. A, he had more of a stronger presence. Maybe the storyline might have been completely different. Oh, I'm so glad he wasn't because he's on Lucifer now and he actually gets his own, like, written, like, strong plot lines. He would have fucking been ruined. And as an actor, like, he's a stronger actor than this one is. Correct. That's why I'm saying I think they would have written him differently. I think he could have actually been a stronger character well, if we had the original one. a strong one. actor and he got fucked up. It's just Well, that's because they didn't know how to... They didn't know how to properly blend the uh, spinoff with the current show. It's just that the, these men from Nottingham get fucked over. Katie? Um, okay. I don't... Um, okay, so, I really like Sean McGuire. I think he's a great guy. But... And I do know that there were reasons why he was off the show. And I know that Adam and Eddie were kind of forced to have to write him off the show. It was not their original decision. And this kind of changed things for them. And so it felt 
really rushed. It felt out of the blue. And it did feel like a slap in the face to Regina because she has worked so hard and she does deserve to find her true love and to be happy. And it's so hard to see her go through these these situations where she she loses she you know makes great gains and then loses someone and is left kind of floundering and then she gets someone else and she's happy and she's making great strides and then she loses the person and it's harder i think too because we've had robin since season 3 i think it was um even if he hasn't made a significant appearance on the show it is hard to see somebody who's been on the show for a couple seasons just go all of a sudden and so quickly like that um so just was, really quick but yeah just to go over what you were saying what you're what you were referencing is pure internet rumors and conjecture because nothing has officially been stated on what you were alluding to correct Nothing has officially been stated. Yeah, so... I don't know, like, what to say exactly, but I know I was upset because it, like, happened so fast. And it happened, you know, in the last, like, five minutes of the episode or whatever. Well, actually, no, it didn't. It happened... It happened before the final commercial break. Yeah, which is true. So that's, you know, 10, 15 minutes before the show ended or whatever. Um... But mm, it was just, it was, it was really shocking and it's hard to see Regina have to go through this again, but I don't know how to feel about it. Like, because Robin hasn't added much to the story in the Mm -hmm. last one and a half seasons. He really hasn't. He had, he doesn't, like you said, have any relationship. He's an accessory. Yeah. He doesn't have any extensive relationships with anyone outside of Regina and it's just it's kind of it's just a mess and i feel so bad for regina and i feel so bad for people who are like super big fans of outlaw queen because this really does suck because if you didn't see it coming and i mean i had a while to prepare for it but yeah a lot of people who did not know it was coming or who were kind of you know thought it would happen you know kind of had an idea but were like denying it it just it's like a knife in the heart and it feels so wrong and I just feel so bad but the character of Regina doesn't deserve it you're you're completely right and this is like kind of getting into what what happened like throughout the rest of the thing but it feels like we traded one boyfriend for the other yeah yeah can I just say though I do like that he ended, uh, or I should say, the character ended on a high note. He did have a strong episode, and he also died a hero, which I think a lot of the characters on the show, you know, if they were to go out, they would want to die as a hero. And yeah. he at least got the chance to be a hero <laughs> at the <laughs> end of it. That makes me laugh, though, because Hook has tried what, like, two or three times already to, like, let me die a hero. <laughs> and I was like, no! <laughs> Whereas Hood's like, let me die a hero. Okay, good. Bye. We, d- we don't care. Bye. Yeah. 
Any no. final thoughts on Robin? Because I feel like we should at least talk a little bit about Hades. That was so awkward. The whole, like, Selena coming up and hugging R Regina afterwards. I'm like, that's Robin's corpse. <laughs> like, you did fucked up shit to Robin. Please, please exit the, the, the facility and take your dust with you. What the fuck? That was messed up. Uh, I think this is going to be looking at it from a, trying to positive a little bit of positive perspective here that this is going to be oh Ash is emotional should we give you a hug Ash oh my god don't touch me oh my you should be <laughs> well I, I know I'm not up to my vaccines yet and I don't know what you would pass to me <laughs> It takes a bitch to no one. <laughs> it does. Anyway. This is going to be an interesting point for Regina, because you've, we've seen Regina redeemed, but we've never seen her have to deal with a death like this after she's been redeemed. And it's... I'm, yes. Everybody's been saying, like, oh, is this going to affect her? This is going. Is this going to make her revert to her old ways? So how she deals with this is going to be one of the most interesting aspects of Virginia that I personally think that we've seen yet. Yes, Ash, that was beautiful. Thank you. I heard so many, yes. uh, on, on a bright note, I heard so many um, Swan Queen fans just fucking dance. They're like, yes, one boyfriend is gone, the other boyfriend is gone. We can have our lesbian paradise now. Yay, they'll be oh my together God, Stop. <laughs> Oh god, this, and the swan queens dance on their graves. Oh no. That's too much. Well, before we move on, I, I will say this about Hades, because we focused a lot on Robin Hood, and we did lose our big bad of this arc. Yeah, it kind of sucks that a deus ex machina came out of nowhere, and that's how they could kill Hades. I really wish that they would have built this up throughout this first half of the season, I mean, besides sort of them like, how do we kill Hades? How do we kill Hades? How do we kill Hades? Because they basically mentioned that almost throughout every episode. If they would have had, like, hints or something about it a bit sooner, it might not have felt rushed. And I know that they had a jam-packed episode, so they couldn't have flashbacks. But I really feel like if we would have had flashbacks to Zeus and Hades in their younger days, and maybe that's how we were introduced to the Olympian Crystal, although it would still have been a deus ex machina. Still, like... It, it would have at least explained it a little bit more, but it was such a full episode that I understand why they didn't have flashbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually filmed flashbacks and they had to chop them out, because they've done that before with storylines in the past. I, like the I remember, I believe it was shit. during the Frozen arc, they, they had an episode where there were a, a bunch of scenes that were removed. Right, Katie? Yes. <laughs> she had to remember. But yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they had. Um, they probably didn't, but I think flashbacks would have helped just a teeny tiny bit in Help. this episode. They had places to put it in. We've seen, we've met Poseidon before. We've met Hercules already. Like these are easy segues into like talking about their brother, kind of like, oh, or talking about like the crystal, or maybe like letting us get a get a peek of the 
pages a little bit more than just like the picture of Hades and Zelina. Yeah, like, uh, maybe a picture of the crystal or something. Even if it was just like a cutaway or something. Mm -hmm. We would have had a preparation for it. And we didn't. And by the way, that crystal props department, shame on you. That looks like something that like my little cousin buys like at the dollar store because he can't afford a lightsaber or something to like play around oh, with. Gosh. Like, that, oh gosh. That, that's fucked up. We had a I will say it looked prettier. It looked prettier lit up. It did not look impressive when it was not turned on. Turned on? Oh my god. You just fucking press a button and it lights up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It looked. I liked it when it was lit up. It did not look. It looked like. I don't know. Like some, it, like Priscilla said, something from the dollar store when it wasn't lit up. <laughs> But Hades died like a chump. Like, and also, word to the wise, as soon as he turned into a pile of dust, I was like, I was getting uh, flashes of um, Legends of Tomorrow. I'm like, pick up that shit, toss it to different sides of the globe, like, somebody oh eat it. Like, I don't know, just, you can't have it lying somebody around eat there. It. <laughs> Feed it to Pongo. Mm-hmm. Put it in the river of lost souls. I don't know. Just do something with it. Don't just leave it there. Bad shit happens when you leave stuff like that lying around. Yeah. Alright, let's continue on with the episode. Uh, so we're back in the underworld. And basically Hook is with Arthur. And he tells Arthur, you know what? Emma did exactly what she needed to do. And uh, Arthur's like, how do you know? And, he, and Hook is like, I just do. And that just as he says that... The, the shining bright light, you know, appears out of nowhere. And he's like, I guess, you know, it, it's time uh, for my judgment. And um, he tells Arthur, maybe that was it for you too. You know, maybe it's your time to go as well. But he's like, you know what? I was once prophesized at fixing a broken kingdom. And I thought it was Camelot. But you know what? I think it's down here. I'm going to stick around down here and I'm going to fix this broken kingdom. And so... They say goodbye to each other, goodbye your majesty, goodbye captain, and uh, Hook steps into the shimmering light. And he's transported into uh, this ethereal King's Cross looking station. place. That, that, that is fucking Harry Potter's King's Cross station. Oh gosh. Where, where Dumbledore comes and talks to Harry Potter as he's fucking dying in, like, the last movie. Like, look at that shit and look at, like, the, the like that movie again. They used the same set. I know it. That's too funny. I think it's actually supposed to be Mount Olympus. And so Zeus is there, introduces himself to Captain Hook, and he's basically like, those, uh, you know, in the world of living have finally been able to do what no one has been able to do in the past to defeat the god of death, my brother Hades. And uh, he thanks Hook for his involvement in that. And... Um, he is basically like, you know, I'm here to guide you onward. And uh, so they, you know, he's like, are you ready? And Hook's like, I am. And so they walk together into the light. He's like, I'm going to take you where you belong. And so 
Back in the world of the living, Emma has a heart-to-heart -heart at Killian's grave. She brings him a flask and everything, and she basically, it's an emotional scene, and she's like, you know, it feels now like you're really gone, and, uh, you know, she breaks down at uh, his gravestone, and she's like, you know, I miss you. Elsewhere in uh, the... Um, cemetery we have all of the merry men not so merry putting arrows with roses on uh, robin's casket everyone puts an arrow that has a rose on it including the charmings and uh, even baby baby not he's not a baby but young roland and uh, that was sad that yeah that was, that was real sad Regina puts the last one on there, and then Zelina approaches Regina, and uh, Regina's like, he couldn't even, he didn't even get a chance to name his daughter, and Zelina looks over, and she's like, I know the perfect name, and she's like, Granny, no, she says, uh, Robin, and Regina's like, Robin, that's right, and so the sisters depart, and everyone leaves except for Emma and um, Snow. And Snow's like, this isn't your fault. This wasn't your fault. You know, it's going to be okay. And, uh, and and that kind of thing. You know, trying to, to cheer Emma up at least a little bit. And uh, yeah, they she's like, I just... They haven't, they haven't been mom and daughter for a while. She has no idea how to comfort her daughter even to this day. Yeah. But Emma's like, I just want to be alone. And so while she's uh, there, you know, at Robin's casket, a whoosh arrives. And uh, Captain Hook is like, Swan? And she's like, what? And she's like, Killian? And they run into each other's arms. They start kissing and kissing and kissing. And and she's yeah, like, but how, yeah. but how did this happen? He's like, well, Zeus. And, you know, we helped defeat Hades and all this kind of stuff and I guess he brought me back to living this must be my reward and so they kiss 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 and they kiss some more and uh, he's like I'm just glad we, we could all be here together and uh, she's like not all of us and you know they stop kissing and they look over at Robin Hood's casket and while all this is going on in another part of town, we see Gold slither his way into the mayor's oh, office. Ew. And he steps on over to the ash, and he talks to the ash, and he's like, You should have taken my deal. And so he pokes through the ash uh, mound and picks up a shard of the Olympian crystal and it's still shimmering and then he's like like I told you this is my kingdom burm, 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 burm. Wow man Rumple gonna rump Rumple gonna be a butt like god damn it like seriously should have dust bustered that shit like look like uh-uh that that was terrible you had enough time to plan a fucking funeral like you have enough time to vacuum your house what the hell and oh i was so I, I, like 
a part of me laughed when when Zelina started like poking in because I like they're like oh my god the baby mama everybody like dispersed nobody wants to be near her oh my gosh and they fucking named the kid Robin well let me say this because I know you're gonna poo poo over it and normally I would poo poo over it too but I feel like this is the only time where it makes fucking sense like naming baby <laughs> Neil to me didn't make sense. I feel like they've named like a billion children after people that have died, but th this one I think kind of makes sense. Yeah, a little bit. If you think about it, like the Enchanted Forest has Baby like, Neil is weird. Queens. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. But back then, back in like medieval times, which is what the Enchanted Forest basically is for us, people name their kids after themselves and their um grandparents like it we, like you wanted to continue the name over and over again like people were named like louis one through 14 yeah, oh god right. no more name away but, please the fucking hell like i know i'm tired of it too and, and i would normally you, bitch about it gonna name it the, like robin the stripper name with a y or some shit as soon as he was just oh like, my god but i need to know this baby i need to understand her nature like and as soon as I did that, like, it's weird, but I thought, like, are you going to get her some healing crystals, too? Like, and he died with the crystals, so that just made me laugh. But, um, Oh, gosh. God, seriously, you named it Robin. I know, I know. And normally I would be all Team Priscilla and I would be poo-pooing it as well. But for some reason, it, it makes sense. And I'll say this. I feel like Robin's death kind of cleans up that weird trio that Robin, Regina, and Zelina had because Zelina um, assaulted Robin Hood and she had a baby with him and it it was such a mess to have Regina with Robin after just that whole thing that killing Robin if there's any positive aspect out of it it I don't know to me at least it kind of cleans that whole weird they'd have you know they still have to interact with each other and after what she did and having the baby and tricking him and it kind of i don't want to say cleans it up but at least makes it a little bit more palatable no it's true like i, I mentioned like we mentioned this before but like he's this is a way to fix up their messes they fucked up robin they, they did and there there's no way to have the robin zelina regina baby makes four with roland on the side and henry too like there's no way to make that clean because of the, the sexual assault like it's just it's 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 gross it's dirty i i don't know how you fix that so the only way you do that is by killing off people apparently like <sighs> and then yeah. who's going to adopt Roland? Well, he goes off with the Merry Men. I mean, that's basically his family. Unless yeah. Regina steps in. That's yeah. true, too. But I want I want her to step in because he's a cute little cookie-faced kid. Like, he's adorable. I love him. But he's so cute. Can, can, I am going to say one thing, and I'm going to get so much flack for it, but, like, God damn it, why'd they have to bring back Hook? Why? What? What? Priscilla! 
Priscilla! Oh, Lord Ash is about to strangle you. No, I have, like, I love Hook. I have, like, Funko Pops of him and, like, fan art and what, what have you. But it kills me that we don't have consequences to actions. We don't have heroes getting their, their like, their just desserts and being able to go to, he- to heroly heaven or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, and we just had Emma just kind of being like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move on. It would have been nice to have those like consequences like to be seen to 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 have to interact with an Emma who properly mourns an Emma who moves on maybe like a new love interest or no love interest at all like she she's strong like to see her be strong on her own it would have been nice to see a thread like of of the whole thing like play out to realize that like sometimes you can't win everything but no instead we get like Everything we came up with, all of that drama, that impetus, that <gasps> we're never gonna get Hook back, that's it. No, sorry, like, just kidding. Here, here's Hook back. We love you. Here. Like, oh, god damn it. Like, I wish, I wish he'd have died. You know, I get where you're coming from, although the fandom is picking up their pitchforks and it's ready yes, to, like, we are. burn you down. I know. <laughs> but I get what you're saying as far as consequences because i guess that's why they had to say the olympian crystal destroys you forever like you have no soul poof you you vanish bitch because if not it would be kind of shitty because regina can't get her love back but emma gets her love back i guess that's why they had to beat us over the head with this olympian crystal can't bring you back you're gone forever yeah, this is not death. It's super death. Like, no coming death back. Death squared. <laughs> and fuck, like, a small part of me, like, a really mean part of me wanted her to, like, kind of walk throughout the gravestones and be like, there's Graham, there's Neil, and you, you're the one I came to talk to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm terrible. We never got to see Graham in the underworld. What the fuck? We got to see Daniel. He probably didn't have unfinished business. No, and we, but we, we didn't see Daniel. We did see his grave. I was hoping to see Graham's grave tipped too, like. Yeah, that would have been nice. Maybe it was a cutscene. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like we know because of Fifty Shades of Fucked, he's not coming back. But like, I wish, I wish we had like seen something. Like yes, that would have been nice. Katie and Ash, get ready to burn Priscilla. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Katie, would you like to light the match? Honey, it's already lit. <laughs> oh, oh so loud. I've been talking too much. Gosh, Ash is like, fuck the match, I got the gasoline. <laughs> Burn the witch. <laughs> Come on, this is your chance to, to say something. They've been, they've been stunned to silence. Go. Hey. Go, start talking. <laughs> Priscilla has literally stunned them into silence. What? I, wait, have I been muting this whole time? Yes! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Talking ass, talk. Ash. This whole time I've been like, burn the witch, like, Priscilla! <laughs> 
just no, honey. Mm, I'm gonna watch you from now on. Like I got my eye on you. <laughs> Well, I love you, Priscilla, but uh. <laughs> I cause discourse and dialogue. <laughs> uh, but you liked like Ash. What? How did you feel like during during Emma like saying goodbye and Hook coming back? Besides, like. I was like in a public place and trying not to like start screaming. Aww. <laughs> I I did. Hmm. It was spoiled for me. The last thirty seconds of him coming back was spoiled for me before I watched the episode. I didn't know that they were coming back until like I logged onto Instagram and the first thing I saw was a picture of them kissing. Like, Ash, you're not supposed to log on to Instagram. I know, like I thought I was safe on Instagram. Like usually I can't. You're safe nowhere. You're safe nowhere. I know. The internet is dark and full of spoilers. No. Like I've gone onto Facebook and Jess has spoiled stuff for me on Arrow, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Why? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not safe that's anywhere. It. So I knew that they got to back together, but, like, the way that it happened, like, it was so, like, I liked it. I liked the fact that Zeus was so forgiving of Hook that he gave him this grant that he let him come back into the world of the living, and it shows that Zeus could have a more powerful role in the future, that he has the power to decide if you can bring a rotting corpse back to life, like... He he can make the decision that no one else can. And at the very least, they didn't true blood him, and have like no, they didn't buffy him and have him like wake up inside of the coffin and be like, Fuck. "Oh my god!" <laughs> I thought the scene between the two of them was just adorable. I was just rewatching her like kissing him across his cheeks because that it just made me feel warm and happy and fuzzy. And this is why I love this ship. They're so good together. And the whole thing, like, you know, I didn't even care. You're here, and that's what I wanted. Like, how it happened doesn't matter. What we had to do to get to this point doesn't matter. It's just that now you're here with me, and I don't have to think about the fact that I lost three boyfriends to death and consecutively. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah I think uh, it, it was just like. so. So, so, so. Uh, so Captain Swan-ish. It was just... Mm. Katie. <laughs> I think that's why I like this so much. Because she has lost so many boyfriends. It's like, can you catch a break? Like, first of all, Regina kills your first boyfriend. Um, Who the heck killed... Zelina killed... Were they really a couple... Like, I think they had just oh, figured out they liked each oh other. Oh my god, don't diss Graham. Yeah, don't diss Graham. I'm yeah. not dissing him, but I don't feel like they were in a okay, relationship. They, you know, they, they were they in more of a relationship so... than Outlaw Queen ever was. Like, you, we yeah, got to see development there. Well, that is true, and too. They definitely had much more chemistry than... And didn't well. that, wasn't it kind of like a true love's kiss? 
Because he got all his rem- memories back. Yeah, he did. I always thought that that was really fucking weird that they never addressed that on the show, that she broke his curse with a yeah. kiss. Well, I think that's because Emma is the only one that knows. And at the time, you know, she didn't know anything about what the hell was going on. So she had no clue what the hell he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, yeah, she lost Graham, she lost Neil, you know, she's lost everyone she's, you know, fallen in love with, you know, aside from familial love. But, you know, she finally has somebody, I mean, they kind of address this, I think, in season 4A, where, you know, she was kind of just running away from Huck, and Huck's like, well, what in the heck? And she's like, you know, I'm so afraid I'm gonna lose you, too. Everyone I've ever fallen in love with has died, and I don't want to lose you. And, you know, he made the point, well, I'm a survivor. I'm gonna survive. You're not gonna lose me. And I like how this kind of followed through with that, where not even the underworld could separate them. They're and this is this is like with snowing as well, or snowing Prince Charming as well, where she had to take his heart out to enact the second curse. I think in three B it was, and she was still you know Regina was able to split their heart after that so that he could survive. Uh, you know he wasn't technically in the underworld at that point. I know they kind of talked about that. In this season. But he still was dead for, you know, however many minutes that was. And, you know, death can't separate true love. And I like how they brought that up. I, it is, it's hard to see such a happy reunion for Captain Swan when Outlaw Queen was kind of destroyed. Uh, it is hard to see Literally. Uh, Literally. (laughs) But I don't think it's trading one for the other. I just think that... I don't think Hook was ever meant to die. Not in this arc. He wasn't meant to be gone forever. His death was just like a device to get to the underworld, to be honest. He wasn't going to die. I never had that in my mind, ever, that he was just going to be gone forever. You never have a a true love that strong and that beautiful and a show about hope and one of them dies. It's not once upon a time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it sucks that Outlaw Queen is gone. But they they weren't ever a relationship that was super deep. Because they didn't develop it enough. Which does suck. (laughs) You you totally said it sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, but like, I don't, ooh, I don't know. I, I love the reunion scene and I, I cried. There you go. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> you both are such softies. Poppy Chula, did I, you cry? Did you cry? No. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. No. To none of it. I was entertained though, but no. What did you? I, I mean, I knew the characters were gonna get back together. You know everything from spoilers, though. Like, you I know, so I, I don't cry. Together. Well, no, well, I think next week will be a week where we really know nothing, Katie. So next week will be interesting. 
Because <laughs> we literally know nothing about what's going to happen. We know stuff, but we have no idea what any of it means, which it'll be entertaining to watch. I actually can't wait for next week because next yeah. week will be an interesting experience since we absolutely know nothing. But no, I mean, it, for me, it wasn't an emotional episode. I get why people are emotional. Like, I don't dislike Captain Swan. I like them, but I'm I'm not like Ash and uh, Katie about them, you know, being like super excited about them and getting emotional about stuff because I, I don't know for me, it, it's a show. Like I know they're going to be together. I mean, I know he's not going to die. So it, it, for me, the stakes weren't there. Like I knew that there was going to be something where they're going to get back together. And, and Robin, I mean, Katie, I think we've been talking about his death since it feels like we've been talking about it since, Robin. since five a, <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I know. So, and and Robin just wasn't a character for me to get emotionally involved in. Like, if they would have killed Regina, I, I would be sad. I'm not the type of person that's like, if they kill this character, I'll never watch the show. That's never been me uh, for any show. But if they killed, like, Regina, like, she's my favorite, you know. Obviously, it would be a very sad experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe I would have felt... I mean... It would have been interesting for me to have not known at all that Robin Hood was going to die, just to see if my reactions would be any different. But knowing ahead of time, I kind of already came to terms with it, and I'm like, yeah, it sucks, but he is going to die, and I'm prepared for it. So I think it would have been interesting if I had not known a single thing about it, and if like people didn't spoil it two days before the episode aired. Uh, it would have been interesting. Oh my. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Well, I wasn't particularly sure that Robin was going to die, like, soon. So, like, seeing his death here, like, still, it stings. I'm just kind of like, fuck. Like, death of potential and s- yeah. switching one boyfriend for the other. Like, it really, like, I hope Regina, like, I, I hope more for her because she is better. Like, she has been getting better. And you know what? Robin was fucked to begin with. Because remember, the darkness was going and it targeted Robin. And then it went to Regina. And oh, then Emma right. Emma took it. So, like, he was going to die at some point. You knew it. Like, but- Well, and technically, he already died. The big boobed fury was ready to take him. <laughs> yeah. Not to Shout mention, out to the big boob fury. Not to we mention love he you. died in Camelot too. Like we, his death doesn't come without having had its like mentions in the past. And I'm hoping that Regina realizes that and realizes that like she's come so far for her happy ending. Just because it's been stalled here, doesn't mean she can't have a happy ending with Henry, with her newfound yeah. family, with her sister. Like I'm hoping for the best for her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I have a feeling she will. She's grown so much as a character. I know that a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, she's going to turn back. And like, I just don't see that happening. And there's no way that the Regina of now, like maybe the Regina of season three, not the Regina of now. Like Regina has grown so much. There's no way she's going to turn back to being evil, no matter what the promos may want to trick us into thinking so okay before we get into the mvp just any final thoughts on the episode anything else anybody wants to get off their chest 
I guess we've gone through it all, listeners. So let's get into the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why. And remember the rule. If someone mentions your MVP, you may not mention it again. There are no repeats, but you can give it a shout-out. So we're going to start off with, because I'm feeling nice, Ash. Oh, thanks. Katie, do you not agree with this? Katie? No, I agree with this, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I thought you said (laughs) no, like, don't let her go first. (laughs) I'm going to take the most obvious one, in my opinion. IMO, Zelina. Oh, dang it. Oh, okay, that's good. (laughs) For realizing that... Although it was true love, it was still a toxic love, and he would have never been happy with just her, and she realized that, and did what Belle couldn't, and got rid of him. Just just a little bit more forcefully than Belle needs to, but Belle, take, take, a, take, a, take a page out of Selena's book, Belle, please, please. I, we just want to see you happy, please. But kudos to oh, Selena. Right now. Kudos. And because I'm feeling even more nice, Katie, you can go next. I haven't even thought about this. Um, <laughs> She's like, I don't even know who. I don't know. I was, okay, I was gonna say Selena, but I will go with... God, she's pulling an ash. Oh my god, I stop. Go with, I will go with Hook. Because... He put aside the fact that Arthur basically killed him and all of that, just that he could help Emma move on and get rid of Hades so he didn't destroy Storybrooke and the people that she loved. And in the end, he got rewarded for that. So, good job. Making good decisions. No, right now. That was very good for not being prepared, Katie. <laughs> Even though you've had uh, two plus hours to think about it. <laughs> it's okay. Alright, I'll go last. So, Priscilla, you may go next. There are a lot of really good choices. No, still. It's just, no, it's not that. It's Can I say none? Like, nobody is my MVP this time. I feel, oh, okay, I, I feel... wow. I don't think this is, like, unprecedented, but I, I I approve of it. I like it. Go. I feel like everybody lost out between Robin standing up for himself, but then, like, we losing him between Hook finally doing, like, a good deed, but not being able to go to heaven because of it and, like, everything being rewritten between Emma going back to being the lost girl and, I don't know, like... Hades and Zelina like not really understanding each other and being true love like I really didn't root for anyone like and even the minor characters like they got to say like maybe one or two pithy lines not enough for me to really love them and say that they're my MVP because they didn't play they didn't do anything so I really don't have anyone to stand up for this episode okay I like it alright my choice there are really three that I could go with. I'll shout out the two that I'm not going to pick. Because I could I could have gone for either Emma or Regina. Because I feel like they both had a very strong episode. You know, they ran through the gamut of emotions. and I mean, Regina's single teardrop. 
Like, that was beautiful. Like, it was sad, and it was beautiful. But I'm gonna go with, just because this is probably the last time we're gonna see him, Hades. I feel like oh. Greg uh, German brought so much to the role during this arc. He was a strong villain as Hades. He was a complex villain, and he was like a straight-up villain. And I like when the series features villains that are just evil, just to be evil. Like Cruella. Cruella was beautiful because she was just a psychopath. She loved doing evil things, like evil and delicious things. I mean, she was just a phenomenal character. Pan was another character that was just evil just to be evil. And for a moment there, I think a lot of us might have thought, oh, you know, Hades, once he gets that heart ticking, you know, he might end up being good and, and all this kind of stuff, and he might be redeemed. But I'm glad that he didn't, and I'm glad that he was a pure villain, a selfish villain, a villain that was just looking out for himself. And uh, Greg played it perfectly. He was a really great villain on the show. So, props to Hades. Yeah. Alright, Katie. We've headed oh. into overtime. Yes, we But have. I do feel like it's time for some spoilers. Yes, it is. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into the spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As always, you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybook Weekly Mirror. And you can visit my site at storybookmirror.tumblr.com. Um, especially this week as we're heading into the finale, there's probably going to be a lot of previews and interviews about the, yeah, the two hour finale that's coming up. So you won't want to miss those if you want little hints. Um, but speaking about the finale, there have been quite a few, um, interviews that have come out already. Um, first of all, we know that there's these two guys coming, um, Nathaniel and Jacob, I believe, are their names. And EW From what we did, know. Yeah, from what we know. Um, EW did an interview with Adam and Eddie and asked them if they can confirm if they were the Grimm brothers or the brothers Grimm. And they confirmed that they are not the brothers Grimm. Here's what they did say about their characters. They said, But who they are portraying will play into the season ender. What's fun about those two characters is very similar to season one when we didn't know who Graham was, and we are guessing sometimes what characters they are. The finale will work much like that in that the question of who these two are will be part of what the story is. Adam Horowitz added, Sam and Hank play characters who play a pivotal role in the season finale. Where they're from, who they are, and what they're doing does tee up an element of what we're doing for season six. It's more like opening a door rather than introducing the whole of what season six will be. Hopefully we're giving you a little taste of what's to come. So That's, that's interesting. Yeah. And for those that have listened to us in our spoiler sections, we I think we basically confirmed that they're Jekyll and Hyde, right? Yeah, I think we did confirm that. that that's right. So yeah. they are Jekyll and Hyde. So what'll be interesting is, because they're labeling them Warden and Prisoner. Yes. So I guess depending on where they are in the Jekyll and Hyde mythos, either Jekyll could be the Prisoner or the Warden and Hyde 
could be the prisoner or the warden, you know? Depending yeah. on if it's Hyde that's in control and is keeping uh, Jekyll as a prisoner, you know, not letting that part of his personality come out, or if it's Jekyll that's the warden trying to suppress Hyde from coming out. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting, because you know I'm waiting for black and white steampunk Transylvania land, and if this leads to that, I will be very excited, and I will probably die next week during the recording. <gasps> you know what? Be- because if- I would have proven it. It would have been proven right, is what I'm trying if to say. If it is, you're, you're, you have, like, the, the scrying skills of fucking Britney to have, like, figured this out seasons in advance. What the hell? Bro. That would be amazeballs. That would be bro- I will be very proud of myself. No. I will. <laughs> I will have all the bragging rights, so I will be insufferable. So just prepare, listeners. <laughs> Billion puppy chula points. Billion. Thank you. That will, it will be interesting. And um, I don't know if, if you're going to be going through this, so I, I, I don't want to jump too ahead, Katie, but there was an interview that I thought was interesting with Adam and Eddie where they basically said they're going to switch things up during season six. They did say that. I heard. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the exact quote, but they basically said that they sort of there alluded to the fact that they would not be doing the half season arcs, or at least that's how I understood it. Right, Katie? Um, Is that how you understood it? Yeah, I th- that's what it sounded like to me. Because um, they said it would be very much like season one. Yes. Which season one had a full season arc? And I can't find which interview that was, unfortunately. I think it was um, Entertainment Weekly, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that's right. Um, I know they did one in the latest um, Buzz... Oh, what was it called? Hot Seat. Interviews, Hot Seats, yeah. Where someone asked, will season six be set in Storybrooke, or are there other realms to visit? And Eddie said, it will be set in Storybrooke. I will say that the finale is unlike the ones that we've done before. It will not be an alternate reality, and next year will not follow the same pattern that we've always done. Just yeah, that's where it got is. Us, we're going to change it again. So, which that's interesting, and just by what has been released of um, this the two-hour season finale, it seems as if they're both separate episodes that are airing as a two-hour mm-hmm. event, as opposed to what we've seen in the past where it's like a single storyline that goes from the first hour to the second hour. Yeah, exactly. Which that's interesting as well. Something that I've always wanted to see is them going on like a quest where they have to visit all these different realms. I think that would be really yeah. interesting. So we can see like Wonderland again and Arendelle and Oz, although we've seen Oz a lot in recent time, but maybe Agrabah and that kind of stuff. I think it might be interesting to see. There was yeah. a, there was an interesting answer. I don't know if you're going to jump now into the hot seat where they ask about Aladdin and Jasmine. They do. I will actually jump into the hot seat right now. So they did another hot seat interview with Entertainment Weekly, I believe it is. Yes. Yes. That's right, EW. And um, so here's some of the interesting answers. There were a lot of interesting answers during this in particular interview. But I'm just going to read some of the most interesting ones. Um, someone said, or asked, Will Henry's job as the author play a role in the finale? Adam said, yep. Someone asked, will we ever see Henry's younger years prior to the book? 
Adam said, can't say. Um, someone asked, could Henry still be Rumpel's undoing? Eddie said, can't say. That means hell yes, and I'm here for it. Please, I know. Oh, Christ, have this happen? Oh, God, please let him die. <laughs> Hashtag OMG. Someone wants to see me win all the Papi Chulo points in the world. Yes. Oh, God, I hope Ash's prediction is right. Like, as much as Papi Chulo's prediction would be fun, can we have both? That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. We could. Uh, why not? It's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be interesting. Especially since the last time that was addressed was like in season three, I think. I know, right? When he was trying to like kill him on the fucking swing sets. Yeah. And that was like season two, I feel like. I feel like maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but it was a long time ago, so it'd be really interesting if they brought it up again. So, I guess we'll see. Someone asked, does Rumpel have the capacity to care more about his unborn child than his power? Eddie said that is the question of next season. Um, someone asked, will the sleeping curse have any adverse effects on Belle or her baby? Eddie said, can't say. Um... She's going to give birth to a 40-year-old man. Oh, mm -mm. <laughs> Someone asked, will we get to see what happened to Lily and Maleficent and who Lily's dad is? Adam said, next season. Oh, yeah, we'll have plans. You'll see. Hopefully, they'll be great. Eddie said, I'll say this. We hear the fans. We know what stories you feel like we've dropped, and we've got an episode for you next year. And Adam said, we've got some plans to try to address many of those things next season. Someone also asked, um, kind of leading off of that, are we going to see what happened with Will and Anastasia someday? Eddie said, someday, maybe right around when we see Lily and Maleficent. Can oh, I just say, God. I'm thankful that they know we want to see this. Yeah. It's nice that they addressed it mm -hmm. and that they know that the fans really want this to happen. Oh, yeah. my God. Whether it actually happens or not, whether they can align the actors and actresses is another thing, but I'm glad that they know that we really want to see this. Yeah. I Me want too. to see Anastasia. Like, fuck Alice and Jeannie. Like, bye. Like, I want to Well, they already have their happy ending. I don't think we need to see them. Exactly. Like, to be honest. Jeannie, though. Give me Will and Anna again. Give me, uh, give me Scarlet Queen. I want to see that. I do want to see that. And I feel like they left it open that we need to see what in the heck happens. And so, Genie Jafar as a villain. Yes, hello. He was my favorite. I want him on the show. So, so I know. bad. I could ship Jafar and Regina. Uh, what the hell? You do? <laughs> Genie Queen, why not? Although I'd rather her be with Dracula if we are going to black and white steam. If she comes with Land. Dracula, she can never call Captain Hook Captain Guyliner again because she is so going for that whole like Twilight True Blood bullshit, like dating a vampire. <laughs> what the hell? No. I'm here for it and vampire babies. Oh god. Oh lord. Oh, lord. We don't want an actual Twilight crap going on. Oh no, yeah, maybe not. I thought it would be better acted. I'm just she saying. She can have kids, remember? Well, true love can fix anything. <laughs> Hashtag magic. Hashtag reasons. Hashtag the feels. Hashtag reasons. I guess we'll find out. 
Um, okay, so moving on. Someone asked, will we ever see Aladdin or Jasmine on the show? Eddie said, ooh. Adam said, can't say. And Eddie also said, can't say. So that's super interesting. Because usually when they say can't say, it means yes. I'm here for it. Because I think the last time they were asked if they would have Aladdin or Jasmine, they said someday. And now they're saying can't say. So maybe they have they have plans. I guess we'll find out. Um, and then someone asked, are the new guys considered to be past authors like Henry? Adam said, nope. So, well, I mean, if they're Jekyll and Hyde, that wouldn't make sense. But, yeah. Um, EW, again, did an article with Adam and Eddie, and they kind of asked them for what each of our characters are going to be going through during the finale. So I'm just going to kind of go through them. They asked what Emma would be going through. Eddie said, Emma's dealing with some serious family problems and internal strife. Adam said, Emma is forced to look inward as she deals with some strife that surrounds her with her family and her loved ones. For Regina, Adam said, Regina, much like Emma, is dealing with an inward crisis that dovetails with something that's happening to the people she really cares about. Because of that, she finds herself really tested. And then Eddie said, also, Regina finds herself, once again, feeling like the evil queen is something she can never break free of. There's a karmic debt that she still hasn't repaid. As for Snow White, Adam said, we're going to see some of Snow's growth from, as we've seen this season, Mary Margaret, to really embracing that she is Snow White. Long past wounds, particularly with Regina, are dealt with in this finale. As for Prince Charming, Eddie said, Snow and Charming are going to find themselves in an old situation in a very new place. For Rumpelstiltskin, Eddie said Rumpel is going to be doing what Rumpel does best, which is looking out for himself. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> for Belle, Eddie said Belle is going to continue to be on maternity leave. Adam said, but that said, Belle does play a key role in what's happening in the finale, particularly with regards to Rumpel, while still managing to be on maternity leave. So, unfortunately, she's going to be asleep, but hey. She couldn't, can't really do anything about it when your actress is super pregnant. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as for Henry, Eddie said Henry is going to be going rogue. Adam said Henry is the driving force of what's happening in the season finale. In many ways, it's coming full circle to how the whole series started. Once again, he's the catalyst for many of these events. About Zelina, Eddie said Zelina is going to be finding herself teaming up with people she thought she never would be. So it basically means Zelina's going to be teaming up with the heroes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So lots of exciting stuff coming up. Um, and speaking of the finale, we do have the press release. Now, this is the press release for the first part, which is titled Only You. And, and reminder, re- listeners, yeah. it is airing an hour earlier. Yes. It's two hours starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. It will start at 7 p.m. Pacific. And uh, those in the middle of the country, you can figure out your time. Make sure your DVR is set for the two hours. Yeah. Don't watch the first hour and then leave. Or yeah. don't come just for the second hour. You no. will be lost. No, you'll be totally lost. So definitely come at 7 o'clock for sure. Um, 
So at seven starts Only You, which is the 22nd episode. And this is what the press release says. It says, in the first hour of the special two-hour season finale, Regina reels from the death of Robin Hood, and everyone tries to give her room to grieve. But when the heroes discover gold has stolen Hades' Olympian crystal and tethered all of Storybrooke's magic to it, they set out to stop him. Henry decides he no longer can stand all the pain magic has caused his family, so he goes rogue with Violet in tow to destroy magic once and for all. Meanwhile, Zelina, Snow, David Hook, David and Hook attempt to open a portal that will return Merida and the other Storybrooke guests to their homes, but things go awry and the group winds up in a deranged new world. Black and white steampunk Transylvania land! Wonderland! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the second hour which starts at 8 o'clock is titled An Untold Story and this is episode 23 this is what it reads and the second hour with the possibility of magic being destroyed and the fate of Storybrooke hanging in the balance it's a race for Emma and Regina to track down Henry before gold can find him first Regina continues to struggle with her frustrations over her formal evil evil self, and elsewhere, Snow, David, Hook, and Zelina are imprisoned and must contend with two very disturbed individuals that may give Gold a run for his money. Jekyll and Hyde! Yay! So, lots of exciting stuff coming up for the finale. Definitely tune in, for sure. Make sure you come at 7 o'clock, not 8. Um, and stay all the way through. Yes, programming note for our listeners, we will be releasing slash streaming slash making available to download two episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror next week. We will actually do one episode for only you and another full episode for an untold story. So be ready for that. Yes. Um, Okay, and then basically all we have is ratings and the show got... A 1.2, so it stayed steady with last week's initial demographics. And it also got 3.79 million viewers, which is only a few down from last week's um, number. So that's a good thing. We're keeping steady. Hopefully, maybe we can stay steady for the finale or bump up one in the demographics, which would be great. So we shall see. All right now, so listeners, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Visit the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. You can also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-host, can you please wish the listeners a good night? Good night, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone. Bye.